Welcome to Alone in the Boondocks. My name is Andrew. And I'm Tyler. And this week, uh, while we will certainly be discussing what's going on in our communities concerning the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, we also want to talk about what the upcoming election looks like for a progressive-minded person. Um, Most folks in the country who identify as progressives we're likely looking forward to voting for either Elizabeth Warren or, in my case, Bernie Sanders in the general my case, election. My case as well. Yeah. I, I would argue most serious progressives were were with Bernie. Um, but Elizabeth Warren has done a lot that's very admirable. A lot of her policy uh, ideas really matched Bernie's as well. <clears throat> um, but now that neither of those candidates are continuing to campaign at this point... Um, we are left with the presumptive nominee of Joe Biden. Um, so we want to talk about what the moral implications are of choosing to support Joe Biden, um, exactly what it is that we think are his strengths or his weaknesses. And I think there's a lot. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to vote if I do choose to vote for him. I don't think I'll ever be able to vote for him in a way that's any more than you know, the thing I feel like we heard our parents talk about all the time as kids, like that when you went to the polls, you weren't voting for the best candidate. You were voting for the least bad, right? The lesser of two evils. Oh, that's absolutely um, 100% the case this year. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, one of them is a fascist and the other one isn't. So, so you know, there's that <laughs> at least, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, apples to oranges, right? Fascism yeah. to not fascism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I but, think anybody listening to this podcast, anytime we say the word Joe Biden, you just have to let out an audible groan. Joe Biden. I think Biden. you just have to go. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's like so, when somebody brings old potato salad to a cookout and you're like, oh, thanks. And you just don't ever eat it. And then they have to take hey. eight pounds of it home. Hey, how many cookouts have you been to where someone brought old potato salad? <laughs> I don't know. I just watched that episode of The Office where he, he brings the... Yeah. That's been in my car all day. Don't eat that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, this morning I, I, I woke up, uh, got ready for homework, work from home, huh? and uh, I'll see myself out. I'm sorry. And uh, You stick with the factual information here, so... <laughs> And I, I got a text from you with a link to a, a, a YouTube video that uh, purports to be uh, a documentary. Uh, is, do you want to fill us in on what it is that you sent me this morning? So I would like to tell you as much about this video as I possibly can, but I feel like, you know, the scene in Men in Black where they do something and there's aliens involved and they have to zap their brains with the silver thing? Yeah, the flash. As soon as the- I watch... Is- yeah, yeah, as soon as I watch this video, I forgot everything about this video. There are two oh, wow. takeaways I have from this video. I don't like the guy who was interviewing her because he has a weird-looking face, honestly. Like, he looks like he's like, hey, I'm interviewing you, but also I'm still kind of better than you. Like, he looks oh. like that. Also, okay. the lady getting interviewed has the smallest mouth I've ever seen. Not that that really I, matters. But she has a tiny see, mouth, and I couldn't stop looking at it. I didn't watch the whole, the whole video because... Honestly, I felt weird even just giving them the view. You know what I mean? Like, giving them that click. Yeah. I didn't like that. Oh, I, I thumbs downed it. Good. I did, too, actually. I did, too. Because <laughs> I'm petty like that. Um, 
but I did see like stills of his face and I thought he just looked like he was uh, he looked like he was and I, take this from a person who frequently looks like they're about to cry because they are he looked like he was about to cry multiple times throughout that interview I thought not not that, not that he truly he just had a face that looked like it was full of tears and ready to burst he was like this is gonna be so big on YouTube <laughs> That's he what it that? was. No, oh, he okay. didn't, but that's oh. how he looked. He okay. was like, oh, I'm right. going to be so YouTube famous. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. the annoying orange still has 32 billion views on YouTube. I think you might be uh, overreaching on that number. Yeah, it's a good series of videos, though. But anyways, <laughs> so it's really the the long story, the long short of it here is, let me pull up the lady's name because I wrote it down because I forgot of, as soon as I watched it. Her name is Judy... Mikovits, Mikovits, um, she was a a scientist who had a like a breakthrough in AIDS research in the eighties and stuff. And I, I'm not going to quote anything from this video because I don't remember anything about it. Just because it was so far fetched and just outrageous. Like at one point, she's claiming she gets fired and she gets arrested and goes to prison. Well, that's true. She did go to prison. Um, oh, really? Yeah, she claimed she went to prison because she had vital secrets about people putting deadly diseases in vaccines. Because that's what vaccines are. She says, I think at one point in the video she did say she, um, that every, all the vac flu vaccines have the coronavirus in them now, or something like that. Like, I can't, like, if I was watching something like this and somebody told me that this was a joke, I'd be like, that's a pretty good joke. Not a joke. Like, for real. Um, so, Snopes.com says, Here's the claim. Researcher Judy Mikovits was thrown in jail after she refused to discredit research that led to the discovery that deadly retroviruses have been transmitted through vaccines. The rating on Snopes. False. Um, let's see here. What's the actual... Who did she? Who did she work for? Do you know? Like what organization or what research firm or university or oh here does, it was what? it uh, was a lab Whit of some sort Whitmore Peterson Institute is what it says yeah gosh dang it okay I'm now I can't even find why she went to prison but it wasn't because of that I'm fairly certain it was because she stole equipment and they arrested her for that. But really, just over the past week or two, we've seen such a large number of people who I feel like took the virus pretty serious at first and were very concerned about how it was spreading through their communities and stuff. And now we're, what, five weeks in, six weeks in? Yeah. And these people have gone to stir-crazy lunatics at this point. Just every, every time something comes up in the news, they're like, well, it's probably because Bill Gates funded a bunch of Chinese scientists so they could just take over America. Like, right. Right. I and don't that, even I, have to say Joe Biden to let out the audible groan here, so it's just... No, you don't. Um, I think that uh, last week I misquoted a lyric from the Black Dahlia murder. I said unholy inversion of hate twisting the faith of the meek into hate, and that doesn't even make any sense. What I meant, and I realized that as soon as I listened back, uh, it's unholy inversion of hope twisting the faith of the meek into hate. And, I, and everything that you're saying still 
ties to that sentiment that we do have so many people who for one reason or another, one reason or another are not scientifically literate citizens, right? And so this unholy inversion of hope uh, manages to twist these things to confuse people into, you know, hating something that isn't a true threat and instead ignoring something that is. Um, and and if, if you were uh, the average rural uh, Trump voter and, you know, the, the, in essence, what was given by Trump to the governors was, um, you guys handle this. I'm not saying what you have to do. There are, there are 50 governors in 50 states, and each governor gets to decide what to do, right? And if you're in a state that is taking this seriously and responding appropriately, that's inconvenient to a lot of people. Well, if you don't understand the, the underlying science, and then you can go check out Donald Trump's Twitter, uh, all of all of the hope that you have for Donald Trump or for the free market or for whatever it is that you're, you know, uh, putting that faith or that hope in, it's being twisted. And now you hate your governor or you hate the person down the street who's taking this seriously to the point that we see people refusing to wear masks because they think it's an infringement upon their their civil rights. Oh my God! I wonder how these people people feel about uh, the no shoes, no shirt policy for most stores. You're trying to tell me that I have to wear shoes to shop at TJ Maxx? Uh, yeah. How you do. about no? I'm a Maxinista, and I will wear what I want to wear. <laughs> I, well, if you're a real Maxinista, you would have, you know, uh, stylish, appropriately priced shoes that you right. bought that you want yeah. to wear now. So. Yeah. So, you burnt. Um, I, some of some of this this conspiracy level stuff is is finding its in this this video that you sent me it looks to be well produced. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't yeah, look like the quality is pretty good. Like the, from yeah. the clip, I sent you a link, and by the time so I I sent that as I was getting up this morning, and while I was dumping, I'll just tell you, I saw Thanks. while I was dumping. And I didn't watch it until I got finished getting ready for work and I sat down on my couch to watch it on my TV. And by the time I got to my TV to watch it, that YouTube link has been taken down and somebody yeah. had to re-upload it. Yep. Yeah, it so keeps going down uh, yeah. because it's being flagged as blatantly false information, uh, harmful and dangerous talk, things like that. I think um, I watched it at 480p, so at this point we're probably at like... 220 or something like that I, the, I did just look at it was uploaded uh to a different youtube channel at 720p so whoa. yeah pretty how clear. am i like i i only watch conspiracy theory documentaries if they're 720 and below don't you dare give you know. me a conspiracy theory in 4k I will, you don't want those I'll send you don't it want back. those you don't want those mainstream conspiracy theories so you only want you only want the niche the, yeah. the the hipster conspiracy theories. As a guy who believes in Bigfoot, if there was a clear picture of a Bigfoot, I send it back. It needs to be grainy and blurry. I don't want the good. I don't want a good picture. Well, yeah, because if it was clear, you would see the zipper on the back of his suit. All oh, right, okay. That's not what we're talking about here today. Uh, um, see, see, folks, you can disagree with someone and still have a deeply, uh, uh, an intense affection for each other. Because there are some things that you can believe in that really just don't matter. 
Now, right. if every time I saw Tyler, he decided that he was going to convince me that Sasquatch was real, that would be a different story. Um, but because that's his belief, and he, for the most part, just brings it up, uh, you know, occasionally, it's not a bag. It's not a big deal. Just, I'm waiting for just the dig. Like, I'm, I'm just waiting for I'm the not, dig. There's here. no I'm dig. Just... There's no dig. I'll compare this to how annoyed you get when I talk about HBO's fantastic contribution to the world of media called The Wire. True Detective fantastic. Season 1. No. Well, yeah, True Detective Season 1 is also... Did you watch it? First episode. When? Uh, Sunday night. Nice. Keep yeah. it up. You'll love it. Well, not uh, expecting that. I mean, I won't tell anybody what's happening in the first episode. I yeah. really didn't know what the show was about. Not expecting what I saw. It's pretty intense. That's our recommendation for the week. Go, uh, go watch True Detective Season 1. I have not watched Season 2. I don't hear good things about it. But Season 3 apparently is also great. So we're also yeah, making I'm, this recommendation for a show that came out like five or six years ago now. So. 2014, I think, is when it... So, it, so I think it was released in 2004... The, the story is based in, like, what, the 90s or the early 2000s? I think and then 90s. They, they talked to the guys again in 2012. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, the misinformation that's finding its way there is not... I, I, don't, I don't truly believe that this is coming... That this is being propagated by people with, with bad motives. Again, um, if you are a person of a conservative or regressive mindset... You know, even Darth Vader didn't think of himself as the bad guy, you know? Like, when when you believe something, and when you advocate for it, it's generally because you believe it is true or right or good. Um, now, that's not to say that people who are creating these things aren't to some degree um, looking to disrupt um, the conversation, to muddy the waters, to even... Um, benefit financially from this. In fact, one of the, the, the people that I talked to you about is a, uh, a blogger um, who, you know, yeah, yeah, who, uh, you know, her, her main financial stream is, is from clicks on her blog. If she suddenly becomes a conspiracy theorist... Do you think she's um, profitable enough to make money off of clicks on a blog at this she point? Is, she is monetized, yeah. Well, anybody she is. But if she can whip up a frenzy, even if even if originally her whole the vein she was into was like DIY stuff and cooking and um, you know whatever it doesn't matter. Any, do you any love avocado thing. oil? I do too. Right. Check out my five fun <laughs> summer recipes. Yeah, right. She See, I can post, do it too. She did post that whipped coffee recipe. Hey, <laughs> not, it's not bad, honestly. I had. Some. I believe we, you. Uh, it just looked like more effort than it was worth. That's all. I mean, we have a we have the immersion blender with a whisk attachment, so it took oh. three minutes. That'd be nice. I don't if have I to, instant coffee in the house, and I'm not I'm not I'm not leaving the house to go buy instant coffee. Right, that, that's a little sacrilegious. That, yeah, right. So, um, but yeah, I, I do think that that a lot of these people who had a normal regular following saw an opportunity with all of this stuff to generate a whole lot of attention, and whether that is you know, a, 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 a boom or bust moment for them, some of them have been able to take advantage of that. If you, if you just look at, uh, you know, Google search tracking in the last two weeks, the, the prevalence of conspiracy theory uh, phrases is 
monstrously higher, right? So we know it's got yeah. buzz. So if you can if you can wrangle all of that and start putting it out there yourself, not necessarily producing it, but sharing it, um, I think you could have ulter- ulterior motives that are not simply looking for the truth, you know? Yeah, people just have nothing better to do at home right now. There's so many more, right, there's right. so many better things you could be doing than spreading conspiracy theories to your your 800 Facebook friends that just like pictures of you because you post selfies all day and stuff. But then one time right. you're like, "Hey, I think the government's out to get us. They're not telling us everything we need to know." Click this link that I found because I was on YouTube for 30 seconds and I bypassed yeah. all my um, bohemian crafting videos to find this doctor who hasn't been a doctor for six months talk about yeah. what he knows right um and i do want to get to that notion that th- that suddenly a portion of the population who uh, previously thought everything was hunky-dory now now like w- like we put children in cages and they were fine with that uh we invaded other nations they were fine with that but now you're asked to stay at home because of an objective an objectively dangerous virus and now you now oppression is real and you are the subject of it that right that is a level of privilege that i can't fully parse out and i'm saying that as a straight white male who has experienced almost nothing but privilege my whole life uh the privilege to never empathize with another group of people until you are having your life and I, I altered is the word I'll use. I'm not going to say that this hasn't been hard on some people. It absolutely has been financially ruinous for some people. Yeah. But instead of demanding that your governor open everything up so that you can go leap headfirst into the meat grinder, how about maybe you demand that your government take care of you in the way that it should be? Right? This is why we have social safety nets. But I will also say that the it seems to be the people who are so furious about all of this, who are saying they're not being taken care of, who are saying they have to go to work, are the same people who consistently vote against social safety nets. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's so great for these people because they can just go out and do what they want, and then if they get sick, they can use our universal health care. Oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. An elected official in our area, actually a school board member, um, who, and I, I mean, you get what you paid for. She won the election by a landslide margin, by like 80% difference between her and the other candidate. Um, and she blatantly ran on, uh, she, she began showing up at school board meetings and just making a fuss about everything, uh, despite her children being homeschooled. Are we allowed to say um, it? Are we allowed to say this word on, on this podcast? Can we call her a Karen? Yeah. Is she a Karen? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, she I mean, there's identifies. Those, there's those memes going around that people are saying the K word is just yeah, as bad it's, as it's, some uh, other derogatory terms. But they'll say no, Karen, saw, but they won't say the other word. How do you? Which I, one is way worse if you won't I, say one of them, but you'll say the other exactly. one? Exactly. I saw a tweet by a woman named Karen who was like, they're using our name the way they are because we have raised monsters, because we have been, we've refused to empathize. We have demanded everything from people who have nothing to give. We like. It was very interesting to see the perspective of a person named Karen <laughs> defend the use of what I think is clearly, uh, you know, a mocking term but yeah it is it is not it's 
It's literally a word that's been used to oppress zero people. No one has been right. enslaved under the name Karen. No one has been refused service under the name Karen. That, anyway. Um, Can I get a this, name for the order? Karen. Ooh, sorry. Ooh, Karen. sorry. You're going to have to... You'll have to go Can't to the Starbucks you down here. the street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, this woman, she ran, she ran as an anti-tax libertarian. Um, and I know several parents in the area who are now very frustrated with what we're seeing happening in our district concerning program cuts um, and actually uh, firing uh, teachers from positions and refusing to replace them. Um, I work in a very small district, but we're talking about losing um, five teachers to retirement at the end of this school year, and they just won't replace them. And they're also talking about getting rid of four additional positions, um, which would take our our student to teacher ratio to something like one to thirty two, yeah, which is just remarkably. Gonna, I was just going to ask you how many high. how many people if if nine people were cut were they would they be four other teaching positions or would it just be four like faculty positions? No, no, it's four positions. It would be four teaching positions gotten rid of and not 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 replaced not so they're, nine they're not, in total out of how mm -hmm. like how many people before all this happened how many people teaching wise were employed there um that's a great Ball, question ballpark um probably right around 200 probably right around 200 okay so, so this is district wise not i was thinking just school wide and i was no like, no no yeah if they take nine teachers away there's that leaves yeah, three and a half four. teachers <laughs> yeah so anyway, she uh, is never shy about what she... Uh, well, anyway, I'm sorry. I wanted to finish that point. Um, a lot of the parents that I'm seeing upset about all of these things happening are parents who I know for a fact, because they told me they voted for this woman. And now they're, uh, you know, I bought a leopard, and I'm so surprised that the leopard is eating me now. What is happening? Like, uh, I, R slash uh, leopards ate my face. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, there was a post floating around on one of the public pages about the development of a vaccine eventually. And her comment out of nowhere, it was a, it was a fairly rational conversation, which I was very surprised by. It was a fairly rational conversation I know, until right? she commented. Yeah. Until she commented and said, there is no way I'm getting it. I'm sure it has a microchip or tracking agent in it. To which... Uh, a person who graduated around the same time as me, she's a nurse now, um, I respect her a lot, she said, um, that's illegal, they can't do that to you. To which she responded, the, the, the school board member, if you research it, Gates was chipping people in other countries as a way to ID who had the free vaccine. There is also a special ink that can be injected with vaccines. Even if neither of those happen here, there is no way of knowing this vaccine is safe until it's been in use for years. So she's right about one thing here. The, the, you, they don't just create a vaccine and then inject millions of people with it. It, it does have to be vetted. It does have to be uh, uh, certified. It has to be tested. It has to be... But that's not... like It won't be offered to you until those things have happened to it. Hey, so that we just created this. We're gonna come give it to you. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. I, like currently, currently, one of the uh, I saw that Bill Gates had financed nineteen labs, nineteen separate labs, who were all working on this. Yeah, full of evil scientists, Andrew. Yeah, yeah naturally, evil scientists. 
Um, there, look, hey, there are evil scientists. Is it the scientific community at large? No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, and I keep my money locked behind a dragon in a giant wall. What are you referencing? Lord of the Rings, Smog, oh, or whatever his name is. No, no, no. It's You said it right last time, and now you said it wrong. I know, I'm mocking you at this point. And he doesn't lock it in a wall. <laughs> it's literally inside of a mountain fortress, and he sleeps on it, and under it, and in it. All so over. He, Scrooge, he Scrooge McDuck's it. Yeah, except he would actually have the body mass to Scrooge McDuckett, whereas Scrooge McDuck, especially with his avian bones, would shatter every bone in yeah. his body if he tried to dive headfirst into a pile of gold. On next week's episode, we debunk cartoons. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it's just remarkable to me that this... Uh, if you would have said... If you would have used the term anti-vaxxer uh, in... in, in casual conversation with most of these people three four weeks ago they would have been like oh, i'm not an anti-vaxxer right like that still has enough hairbrain uh yeah. clearly clearly verifiably uh hairbrained um gravity to it that you can just say it. it's it's just crazy it is it is crazy and it's and it's been debunked at every turn um but this is new enough that it hasn't been debunked yet, but it's being given to us by that same crowd, by the anti-vaxxers. It's coming from anti-vax, it's coming from QAnon, and people are just eating it up wholesale um, because their distribution is via social network. This is exactly what we saw in 2015 and 2016 uh, on social media approaching the elections, where we saw how quickly disinformation can spread um, and completely change the way a person thinks about something. There's a, uh, a pretty low budget, but really, I mean, the, the points that it makes are really good documentary called The Brain, what was it? The Brainwashing. Yeah, The Brainwashing of My Dad. It came out in 2015, and it was all about how um, uh, around the, you know, the 90s, early 2000s, when we saw this big boom in conservative talk radio. And, uh, you know, they, she specifically links it to, like, people who have to drive long distances to get to work, i.e., you know, folks in rural areas. Sorry, E.G., not I.E. Um, and about how many of them, because it was so available all the time and because it was something that they engaged in on a daily basis, it completely morphed people that, that previously you would have said, like, were caring, empathetic, rational people. But after listening to Rush Limbaugh long enough, they spewed vitriol at every group that wasn't them, right? Uh, and I think that we're seeing that same thing happen. We saw it, we saw it happen uh, preceding the 2016 election. We're seeing it happen again with this, where because it's available and because it is so... Um, uh, painted up nice. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it every what it is. Turn. Yeah, it's it's the it's it's junk food information, um, except it's disinformation. Hey, don't you talk it's, bad about junk food like that? I I love junk food, but but the point is, you can sit down and eat a whole can of Pringles, and you're like, oh wow, I ate a whole can of Pringles, right? You should. Ooh, that's what you're calling you junk feel food. Though? I mean, that's like eating cardboard crisps. Well, I okay. First of all, I do like Pringles. It's just the thing yeah. I went what, to you because like the, you like the original flavor. No, I don't. I like pizza. <laughs> I like I've never pizza had the Pringles. Pizza ones. I like pizza what? combos. 
The salt and vinegar ones are good too. Um, but that's that's. Oh, sorry. I don't, I like the roof of my mouth. No, that if if you want to eat something that'll destroy the roof of your mouth, you got to get those Cape Cod salt and vinegar. Oh, they God. were literally. Oh, they I've had them before. They're terrible. Th- oh, they're delicious, but they literally erode the flesh on your tongue. I can feel that. Like I can feel like the pain. Yeah. I can taste the pain. Um, that should be the the slogan for salt and vinegar Cape Cod chips. Taste the pain. Taste the pain. Um. So yeah, that's 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 really the update i guess i have been for the sake of my own mental health uh just deleting people on social media unfollowing people i just can't there are some people i just cannot continue to they're not even people i engage with like i went through there are stages to this i haven't tracked them well enough but you know my stage one was like i would see someone post something that was clearly total garbage uh and i might wait i might wade into the waters here with them a little bit in fact uh, a relative that i love very dearly um i had just sent in a chat to her something about like i was i was getting scared that like when we come out of this that there's going to be uh, significantly more people who are denying science and who are not opening their eyes to what's you know what what we can verify is truly going on and she said she feels the same way and then said the only thing i know is that uh bill gates games have to end and i was like holy crap she's on the other side of this for me so but yeah, i mean you can't but, get you can't kill microsoft his no, games yeah. will live on forever clippy is always there watching huh. uh but i see you I struggling mean, she, here with your podcast can I help you? <laughs> I see you're trying to record a podcast. I see you're trying to. Uh, I see you're trying to create a conspiracy theory about about uh, modern medicine. Can I help you with that? Um, I, hear, I hear you're trying to uh, use pertinent information for small town rural development. Yeah. So, but anyway, I mean, she and I had the talk, and it it it, it became obvious quickly that she had you know jumped to some conclusions which she confessed to um and that a lot of it was born out of anxiety a lot not not that i mean if you say to a person hey do you want to do you want to believe that there's a deep seated conspiracy against you and everyone you know uh fostered by softer softer bil- voice softer voice fostered by billionaires and uh propelled to the the masses by the illuminati and the hollow earth lizard people yes yes they're they're gonna no they don't say yes even if i say it that way they say no no of course i don't want to believe that right but when it's presented to you in this saccharine very consumable way a lot of people eat it up and she did um but after the talk and 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 providing her several sources uh and, and and places too that you can go to get reliable news like the associated press or reuters um or npr or politico um these are these are in general news uh news aggregators or news sites that really shoot straight down the middle they don't they don't slant it far left like it would be more salacious and enjoyable for me to read you know if i need to do that i read mother jones or something like that um but it was still the fact that there's so many people who are reasonable who are still posting things like well you can't believe anything you see in the media um i mean if we're talking about that i clearly cnn msnbc 
all of the networks they have they have their problems they are sensationalizing things they are making money on selling you stories um but that's not to, that's not the same as fake news uh, and I think right. that's a podcast for another time. I teach a whole unit on fake news, and it's oftentimes uh, some students have a hard time hearing what is and is not fake news. Again, I don't. I, it's not indoctrination. It's simply just about how we verify the information we're receiving and what the uh, what the the intentions of the person delivering the news to you were. So. But yeah, like first phase was you know wading into this and talking to some people and saying like please do your research, check this out, you know, and, and oftentimes people would be open to that and say, you know, thank you. I, that, that, that was scary. I was very frightened for a while. And then it just became, um, some people would be like, well, we can agree to disagree. And it's, that's always seems weird to me. That's a strangely civil way to say, like, you are being fooled by the new world order and you're going to take a toxin that allows the government to, you know, X, Y, Z, um, but I know they that's actually what's just happening. Turn, they just turn you into Hulk Hogan. Like the New World Order gives you this drug, this miracle wow. drug, and you get yeah. 24 inch pythons. Um, you grow the sweetest of long blonde skull mullets. Yeah. And then for some reason, your five o'clock shadow comes in dark, put your handlebar mustache bleached blonde. It's just, it's magnificent how his hair grows like that. I don't quite what understand. Happens if you just described the way I currently look. So what happens to me if I take it? You don't have a blonde skullet. No, I do. Oh yeah. Uh no, you actually just you you turn into Hulk Hogan from 1985 where you just really love America. Oh, okay, good. Well, I already yeah. do. Um <laughs> and then well, stage Well, then stage, you know what? You just turn into Kevin Nash. Sorry. Okay, all right. That's good. all you get. Stage stage 3 for me then was just like uh anxiety attack anxiety attack anxiety attack uh and then delete 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 unfollow 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 and now social media is a much more pleasant experience for me. I recognize that I've created an echo chamber for myself and for that reason social media cannot be my primary source of news because who do I have swirling around me but people who share my exact ideas. Yeah, people um, are just posting the things you want to see. Right. So now I did not get rid of people. There are still several, several dozens of, well, hundreds. Actually, I would argue that the majority of my social media friends and acquaintances uh, probably are more right-leaning just because, I mean, that's a fact of, of life in a rural area, right? Yeah. Um, so there's still plenty of them, but they are not the tinfoil hat uh this is oppression kind of people. So, yeah. So the ideas are still there. I mean, I, I, I can still see people sharing things from Fox News. And, again, not anything like, oh, Obama was a Kenyan. Like, nothing like that. But, um... Where's his birth certificate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So... Yeah, like, people are just too bored at this point. Like, get a hobby. Stop, like... I, I will say now... If you are so bored and you own one of the any systems that it is has been released on, listen to this podcast. Tell me the secret phrase, which is Joe Biden sucks, and I oh, will wow. buy you a copy of Skyrim for your choice of consoles. Hey, bud, if this you should probably put for a, uh, only two listeners, only two listeners. Oh, okay. I was going to tell you to put one, an expiration date on that statement because, because that could become 
we, you got two listeners who can. Uh, we'll see if this uh, sweetens the deal to listen to this podcast because you could have a copy of Skyrim on any console you want, and there's like 32 of them you could buy. And the uh, the secret phrase is what? Joe Biden sucks. Okay, all right. I mean, not really. Uh, so- I mean, I say that pretty regularly. Do you? You're no, just not really. quietly driving to work, and you're like, oh, Joe, Joe Biden sucks. sucks. Um, so, well, while the, I think that's a great segue you created for us, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Vice President Biden, um, and and what it is that that we're feeling about the prospect of him being the president of the United States. Wow, because you sound more morose about that. Uh, oh, I could. I mean, I could be like <laughs> uh, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Um, I still don't get it. I don't get it. You people watched him on a TV show for years where even if you're saying he played a character, the character he played was a guy who got off on firing people. I I think we can probably safely say that, that Donald Trump will officially be the only president to act to ever be in the WWE hall of fame. Uh, that's yeah, that's probably safe to say. Yeah. I mean, the um, only the only other person who I think would maybe potentially become president also in the W... Well, not technically in the WWE Hall of Fame yet. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah, there was something about him running for president. Yeah, point. Dwayne I don't, The Rock Johnson and Oprah? Yeah, I don't know. I, I want celebrities to stop running for office. Yeah, I don't unless, get that. Like... You know, like, if you do a career shift and now you are, like, actively working on policy... That's one thing, but if you just—I mean, I—I I mean, when Kanye said about it, I just thought oh, he's just trying to grow his brand. Like yeah. he knows he can't—he—he he can't win. I hope. That's I hope. what I don't we know. said the exact but, same thing about Donald Trump. Yeah, the, there's no way he can win. Yeah, yeah. Irony uh, is dead. Um, and and now we so, hear May sixth, two thousand twenty. Yeah. So I'm looking right now at uh, um, Politico has a really good, and they do it every every election cycle. They put together um, an aggregated list of um, uh, a candidate's views on specific subjects, and you can expand. They make it very uh, punctuated, but you can expand it and, and dive in. They link to uh, plenty of other articles explaining. Um, how they came to these punctuated, you know, these summarized, concise um, little snippets uh, linking to their own site and to many others. Um, It's just a really nice source of information that you should check out. Um, If you're interested, just go to politico.com. But I I have Joe Biden pulled up alongside Bernie Sanders here, and we'll just... And we'll just run through some of the issues, if you're okay with that, and then we can revisit and talk about things uh, as we go. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm going to take a shot every time I don't agree with something Joe Biden believes in. Wow, straight edge guy's going to take a shot. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... We're, bre- we're breaking new grounds tonight. Yeah, yeah. First category is criminal justice. So on the issue of capital punishment and the death penalty, uh, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden agree that it should be abolished. So that's good. Um, they also both wish to end cash bail because that's clearly an issue. They, uh, both wish to scrap the disparity in cocaine sentencing. Um, are you familiar with what that is? I, uh, I heard cocaine and that was it. Okay. So, uh, 
in the 1980s when Oliver North brought crack cocaine to the United States and crack cocaine being the I believe I believe it's a byproduct of creating cocaine uh, that you create crack cocaine as well um, smoked not snorted commonly um, and because oh, it's the bot oh thanks yeah 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 um, it became um, a huge issue in in black communities um, and strangely uh, cocaine became very big on Wall Street Guess which of those drugs has significantly higher criminal repercussions? Go ahead, you guess. Um, what are the choices again? It's crack cocaine, or regular cocaine. Or regular. I choose, yeah, yeah. I choose crack cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Crack cocaine that um, many many black neighborhoods were seeing a complete epidemic of uh, was made significantly more. Uh, criminally serious than cocaine um so which you know what's crazy to me i mean as a person who's really never i mean not really never never has done a drug how some people are just so casual about cocaine use they're like oh shit yeah we uh we went out this weekend i just did some cocaine before i went to the bar i'm like you did cocaine (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know you anymore but nobody, yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is nobody's like, so I casually went out to the back and uh, smoked a crack rock real quick right. before, before right. going to the club. And I think that that does have a lot to do with the, the class of person that we saw use yeah. individual drugs and the governmental response to it. I mean, Ronald Reagan's war on drugs was an utter catastrophe uh, that allowed, you know, drug offenses to be double-digit prison sentences. Um you know, uh, assuming it was one of these real bad drugs compared to those not uh, toddler drugs, which is complete bunk. But anyway, can you uh, still they f- both can you still function at work while on these drugs? Not so bad. No, I can barely function on too much coffee. So, uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders both want to eliminate private prisons. Um, I think I think too when we as we go through these things and you see concurrence or divergence on issues. Um, it's important also to think that which one of these people did we see lead a movement that had the fire and the passion to actually act on these things. It's one thing to run for office and say, yeah, it sure would be nice if everyone got along. But if you don't seek to make that happen once elected, what's the repercussion, right? Oh, I literally have the perfect example to give you right now. When I was in fifth grade, I went to, I had a class of 16 kids, but in, in fifth grade, you get to run for the president of the school, I think it was. I ran on the grounds of, I was going to get a vending machine into that school. Wow. Did I, did I think that I would be able to? No, but I wanted the votes. I wanted to be that president and I would have tried my damnedest to get that vending machine. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure it might would've. have been it might have been a bad vending machine. It might have just been granola bars and zero sugar Gatorade, but something's better than nothing, right? Yeah. Oh man, I love Glacier Free Zero. It's so good. Uh, Bernie's stance on most economic policies are pretty different from Biden. Um, Biden claims to want to raise the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, that was a major 
piece of Bernie's platform, but you know, also you know, solving income inequality by raising taxes on the wealthy and creating new social programs, bringing black, bringing back Glass Steagall to again um, regulate the way banking, investment banking, is done in the country. What word did um, you just say? Did you say Glass Steagall? Glass Steagall was a congressional act. Um, I'd have to look at when it was voted on. Um, Wait, was dissolved. I, I still didn't hear that. It's Glass Eagle. Gla- no, Glass Steagall. Okay, that's what I thought. S T E A G A L L. I was like, is he saying super salad bar, or is he saying soup or salad bar? Glass Steagall was gotten rid of under Clinton, and after that happened. Wall Street ran crazy. Not that it wasn't going crazy to begin with. You know um, why? Cocaine. Yeah, to a degree, you're right. Yeah, uh, American Psycho. Um, let's see. Wolf paid leave. Street. Paid leave. Joe Biden indicates support for paid family and sick leave. Um, again, Politico's chosen phrasing for these things is is pretty specific. Indicates support for paid family sick leave compared to. Uh, Bernie Sanders supports several months of broad paid leave. Um, this is an issue that Bernie spoke specifically to that a lot of us were really, really jiving with, really into, really jazzed on fire for. It. We were jazzed about it. Um, uh, Joe Biden is. Um, there's a lot of assumptions being made as to as to what it is that he will seek to do and what what it is that he will, you know. Um, kind of just let fall by the wayside. Uh, reparations, both Bernie and Biden say that they would like to further study reparations, which really was the, the answer across the, across the bar for most people in the, the 2020 primary. Um, in terms of education, let's see. Well, clearly, I mean, you know that Bernie said that college should be free. It's it, it should be funded by your tax dollars. So it's not like you're receiving something for nothing. You're paying for it with with tax dollars. Um, Biden believes that two years should be free. He always comes to these 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 halfway decisions. Yeah. That I'm confused by. Like, is that what it is to be a moderate in America? Is to just always. Always fifty percent of what people actually want. Yeah, to like just lack follow through. Hey, do you want a gallon of ranch dressing? I can get you a half gallon. No, it's like, do you want a gallon of ranch dressing? And he's like, well, I can get you a gallon of skim milk. And you're like, this is oh, not- I love white water. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, Joe Biden's two year policy, I'm okay with because I only went to college for two years, so. I don't know that it would be retroactive. In fact, okay, okay. Uh, I'm I'm sorry for this, but fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, retroactive Bernie, that shit. Bernie seeks to cancel all student debt. Joe Biden uh, wishes to expand or fix existing debt relief programs. Um, I am currently oh, enrolled. So, th- so that means nothing. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's a big old it's a it's a big old. Oh yeah, that is a problem. We'll fix it. Well, how? I mean, he has blatantly argued against forgiving all debt, um, so we know that that won't happen. My wife did tell me that she had she had read something about um, him wanting to forgive all undergraduate debt, which again would be great for a lot of people, but it leaves a lot of us who went to graduate school 
Uh, oh, Mr. Smart Guy. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm, say, I'm saying either I went to graduate school uh, so that I could become a teacher or I didn't go to graduate school hoping to be employed at a district that would pay for my master's degree, which is increasingly few and far between. You know, so it was really... Especially in I mean, again, communities like this. Absolutely. Again, I'm not denying that it was a personal decision for me to go to college, that it was a personal decision for me to, to you know, choose the majors I chose and, and do what I did. Um, but Bernie's understanding that if you ask a 17-year-old, that, that's when I enrolled in college. I was 17. I was one of the youngest in the class, so I wasn't. I was not even able to, like, sign all my own paperwork myself. I had to have my mom co-sign on a lot of stuff. Uh but the fact that I made a decision when I was 17 and that has resulted in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt that is operating at such a grossly aggressive interest rate that I, I'll never truly. I mean, my wife and I calculated it the other day. If I continue to pay at the rate that I am, which is based on my income, it will never be paid off. It just will never. It'll just never happen. That's um, I think you're living what's called the American dream. Yeah, I think so, too. Being in crippling debt and. Yeah, um, teacher pay. Both of them have a have Pass. something about this. They Pass. both. Uh, they. I mean, I know that Bernie does. I, I saw Bernie's plan for it. Joe Biden also seeks supposedly to boost teacher pay. So does it outline his plan to boost teacher pay? Um, I could look into it if you want. Uh, I I like to imagine anything that Joe Biden says. Um, like increase federal minimum wage or increase teacher pay just you click on the link and it just says tax dollars <laughs> tax yeah. dollars um glass steagle tax dollars <laughs> former vice president joe biden would nearly triple title one funding and require districts to use the funds to give educators quote-unquote competitive salaries and make other quote-unquote critical investments before using the money for other purposes um if you didn't pick up on it, those aren't numbers, <laughs> and that's those are vital for math. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders would work with states to set a minimum starting salary for teachers of sixty thousand dollars. He also says billionaires should pay their fair share of taxes, so the teachers are not living in poverty. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great plan. If there was a way to make it happen, like he's, yeah. hey, we can get a vending machine for your school. And here's but how we're we not do sure it. who's going to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I clearly have a horse in that race, so I won't spend a whole lot of time focusing on that. Um, Let's campaign. talk about increased salaries for people who work in the food service. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just the increase of federal minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie's addressed that. Um, they both claim to uh, be against unlimited spending in terms of campaign finance, which I know Bernie actively worked for. Uh, Joe, on the other hand, is has several super PACs who are spending a lot of money for him. So that one doesn't seem to, you know, completely pan out to me. But um, Joe Biden, for carbon emissions wishes to tax carbon emissions, which I don't know if you know how well carbon taxes have worked in the past. But if you're looking at a, co a corporation that turns over, you know, $16 billion in a quarter, and you're threatening them with a 
tax because of the amount of carbon that they're producing, do you think that they're going to comply or do you think they're just going to pay that tiny drop in the bucket? Yeah, that's 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 like if you're paying an athlete $25 million and they go out and do a bunch of damage to a property and someone finds them ten thousand dollars it's like exactly yeah i'm gonna just keep doing it because i'm gonna just pay it right right that ten thousand dollar fine to you and i is prohibitive it would keep us from doing those things because of what we have you could be a two hundred dollar fine i'm gonna stop doing whatever i'm doing like exactly hey here's two hundred dollars you have to pay me stop doing what stop stop eating cheeseburgers okay i'm done done out quit um Assault weapons both support a voluntary buyback program. How about a pepper weapons? Uh-huh. Uh, background checks. Um, both are in favor of universal background checks. Um, abortion. We could lit- we could have like a three hour episode on gun control. On and I and I think we should, especially you know, being rural progressives, the our perspective is probably going to be a little different from you know if you never were around any type of guns or anything like that that i'm that sounds like i'm an apologist i'm not that's not what i'm saying at all um but yeah we should absolutely i think that's definitely a topic for another podcast um abortion joe biden's views on abortion are with some limits uh compared to bernie sanders few limits if any again that's something that we should definitely you know Give it to thing at some point. What are Joe Biden's limits on abortion? Let's find out. I feel um, like, I mean, maybe I'm just outside looking in at this point, but I feel like it's, there's not a lot of gray area there. It's either yay or nay. Yeah. Uh, this says former vice president joe biden's position on abortion has essentially spanned the entire spectrum in the 1980s biden who is roman catholic supported a constitutional amendment that would let states reverse the roe decision that's the roe v wade supreme court decision and he was previously quoted saying the decision went too far although he since changes his position while in the senate he voted on a ban he he voted on to ban a certain late-term abortion procedure as recently as 2003 and in the video from 06 recently emerged in which he said, I'm a little bit of an odd man out in my party. He has not directly disavowed casting those votes. So I, it just, it sounds speculative. Um, it sounds like, yeah, you can, but if you're this, no, you can't. If, like, right. It, just, yeah, just yes or no. Just say. Yeah. Yeah. Medicare for all. Uh this was this was this was Bernie's key issue, Medicare for all. Period. Like this is not something that we get to compromise on because we're talking about the lives of tens of thousands of people. And I mean, boy, could could a pandemic prove anything to us in a more stark manner than that we truly, clearly, obviously, desperately need Medicare for all? I, I don't think so. Um. Yeah, the writing is on the wall here. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden opposes Medicare for all, but would expand coverage for Medicare and Medicaid. Um, I believe he talked about lowering the age range uh, 10 years. So... Whoop-dee-doo. Yep. Yep. Uh, What do we have next? Neither of them support 
the wall. So that's nice. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan myself. Yeah. yeah. Marijuana. Bernie says legalize it and scrap past pot convictions. So if you're in prison for a marijuana charge, that you should be, um, your, your sentence should be commuted. Um, Biden also says scrap past convictions, but in terms of legalizing marijuana, he believes that's a state's decision. Uh, Joe Biden wants to boost the defense spending budget. Bernie wants to slash the defense spending budget. Hmm. Uh, that seems to say a lot. Doesn't it? Uh, Biden wants to keep the troops deployed. Bernie wants to bring the troops home. Hmm. That says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, both want to increase the capital gains tax rate. Uh, Bernie clearly more. Um, Bernie wants to eliminate tax breaks for offshoring. Um, these are people who create like shell companies in bermuda or something like that and then claim to be conducting their business from there they're not taxed then that's really the big issues i think that's enough for us to dig into the the differences between these two men i would say couldn't be starker couldn't be more stark but when you consider that we're talking about donald trump also being in this um Oh, there it is. <laughs> they could definitely be more stark, I guess. Um, what do you What do you think? I want to hear what I, I want to hear. If you just got that pitch, right? Not I'm not, and I know that cl- my opinion is clear here. But if you just uh, you were a Bernie supporter, and and someone just you know gives you a brief rundown of exactly why you should vote for Biden, and and we say, well, you know, he shares a lot of the same policies as as Bernie. Is that good enough to get you to the polls for 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 Joe Biden? You know, it's I really know it's tough because at the end of the day, there are, I mean, Bernie and Biden both share a lot of policies that I agree with, but I felt like every time I saw, listened to, or watched a Bernie rally or an interview, I felt like the man was always going to try to get things done, whether or not they they got done because of the forces working against him. Um, he, but he was always trying to get things done. With with Joe Biden, I don't necessarily feel the same way. I don't feel like, I don't feel like, for lack of a better example, I don't feel like he's going to try to get that vending machine into that school. Like yeah. he's going to say, "Hey, let's raise the federal minimum wage," and then six months after he gets elected, someone's like, "So how about that federal minimum wage?" He's like, "Well, I'm working on it. Give me six more months, and we'll have that." Six more months right. rolls around. Give me one more year, or. And then in four years, he's like, if you reelect me, we'll get that federal minimum wage to $15. And at that point, we're still, I mean, Pennsylvania state minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. Think about yeah. how your life would be if you made $7.25 an hour right now. Yeah, well, I'd be homeless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be living with your mom. I'd be living with my mom or your mom. Um, doesn't matter. <laughs> your mom's got a big house. So I'll live there, too. I could live in that house, and she wouldn't see me for days. Maybe. That makes it sound like you're super white privileged. It's not that big of a house. Yeah, it's a nice home. I would. Live um, there. Yeah, I think I think that you're right. That you, it could be argued that they share, they share some things. I guess the problem comes down to what kind of what kind of which one of these people has the integrity to do the things that they're saying they're going to do. And and Bernie Sanders, 
the 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 integrity of this man is unimpeachable. I was I was speaking to a person at work one time who um, often assures me that you know we're we're more the same than we are different. Um, and he said, you know, if you and I were governing, we could get things done. We would have disagreements. We'd be able to, and and to a degree, I, I get I get that. Um, I said, but then what what could what could your claim against? I mean, because he was he he supposed he quote unquote didn't like Donald Trump, but still voted for him in 2016 um, because Hillary was worse, uh, and that somehow you know, I, I said to him, you know, what could your possible problem with Bernie Sanders be? If you're if you're thinking is that you know all politicians are inherently corrupt you know yada yada they've done this they've done that Bernie's done none of those things that you're talking about uh, what could your argument be against him and he said that Bernie spoke so much in 2016 about how bad Hillary was and then as soon as he was out of the race he got behind Hillary and I it it I could not get through to him that that exact thing happened in the Republican Party as well. There was not a single candidate who shared the stage with Donald Trump who didn't get into some type of flame war uh, where they were name-calling. And, I mean, Donald Trump was the worst of them all. The things that he said to those other men, they have to be spineless to now stand behind him. That, the, that Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz have just fallen in line is remarkable, and it really shows the stripes of these people. Did Donald um, Trump was he the one who originally called Ted Cruz the Zodiac Killer? He is the one. No, he he said something about Ted Cruz's wife, um, on several occasions, and also stated that um, Ted Cruz's father was good friends with um, Lee Harvey Oswald. Is that true? Which is, is that is that a no, real thing? No, uh, it's it's just complete it, it's complete disinformation. Um, intentionally concocted disinformation, but anyway, I mean, my, not my a, point to him. Anything outside of a political discussion, not a terrible burn, though. <laughs> Your dad yeah. was friends with Lee Harvey Oswald. Sure, um, but I, I just couldn't understand that, and I, I mean, again, uh, that leads to the the polarity between the parties, where in my head, Donald Trump is the worst possible person, and in his head, somehow it's Hillary Clinton, who I do not think is a saint, who I do not. You know, I'm glad that she is out of this political discourse at this point. Uh, she keeps rearing her head occasionally, but hopefully she'll still stay gone now, I guess. Um, but the idea that by endorsing someone who doesn't share every belief that he has, that he is somehow now discredited is remarkable to me. I don't, I don't understand that. Right, um, it's not anyway. like he's, he drops out of the race and then, you know, did he put his support with Biden? Yeah, he has. He has endorsed Joe I Biden. I mean, yeah, the guy was actively working against Bernie Sanders the entire time. But can you say that Biden is better than Trump? I mean, Bernie shares some policies with Biden. Right. It's. I mean, I mean, uh, it's a I, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of scenario. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of Bernie supporters out there who are still like 100%. They will not vote for Joe Biden, and you've got other Bernie supporters who, as soon as Bernie was out. They fell in line behind who Bernie endorsed. There are merits clearly to both sides here, um, but Bernie Bernie had a fully fleshed out platform where he addressed almost you know, every conceivable issue. Andrew Yang had some re some real niche issues that he was addressing that Bernie might not have uh, you know made comment on. Um, but his whole thing wasn't just 
I will beat Donald Trump. And, and, and that's what we've come back to time and again with several candidates, but especially Joe Biden. His whole thing has just been uh, under promise, under deliver, but claim that you are the only one who can beat Donald Trump. And that got enough people in the Democratic Party stirred up. You know, I don't I'm not going to pick my favorite candidate. I'm going to pick the one who I think has the best chance to beat Donald Trump. And and again, I get it. I do, because he's clearly an existential threat to everything. Um, and yes, there's been an, right? very much so. And he's he's been I'm sorry. And there's been an interesting conversation in recent weeks where I have seen people uh, um, claim, you know, people who are now people who were Bernie supporters who are now in the Biden camp and people who were Bernie supporters who are still saying, you know, either they're going to write in Bernie or they're going to vote third party or, you know, something like this. The people who are the new Biden camp are saying we don't have the privilege to just allow Donald Trump to be elected again. We it would ruin us in our way of life to allow Donald Trump reelected. And at the same time, you've got the camp from from who were uh, supporters of Bernie who are still going to, you know, write him in or vote third party who say we don't have the privilege to continue this uh, to continue electing people from two different parties that seem consistently to have very similar ideas um, at the very least in the way they handle defense spending in the way that they handle uh, campaign contributions uh, it, it's inarguable that the democratic establishment as it stands is still corporatist to a, to the core it's still funded by wall street bankers it is still uh, not about the common person. So, so in this conversation of which side experiences more privilege than the other, I am just left scratching my head, I guess, because I don't, I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. But some days, and that's really what it is, one, you know, uh, one day I'll be thinking about it and the conclusion I come to is different from the next. But some days it's like, well, yeah, we've got to get rid of Donald Trump. Like, living under this shroud has been detrimental to a lot of people's mental health, clearly. Um, but it's also created this media circus. Like, CNN made so much money on the Trump presidency that it's insane because there's this outrage machine. I, I'm not of the opinion that, oh, if we ignore him, he'll stop talking. He's not like that. He'll keep talking because right. he has you know, just this scream band. louder. Right. He has this band of sycophantic followers who will listen to anything he says regardless. And then they'll post it on social media so that you and I can see it. Right. Um, While I'm dumping in the morning and then I'm like, oh, great. This is the first thing I see in the morning. Really it really sets the tone for the day. Yeah. And, 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 and what good does it do, you know, short of the good for your mental health, which is very important. What good does it do to just ignore him, except that now you just don't know what he's doing, right? If you uh, didn't tune in the day he issued the travel ban, uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't still affect people. And ignorance, I mean, I, I've had multiple people tell me, like, you just need to, you need to disconnect. You need to, and, and I do occasionally disconnect. But to become knowingly ignorant seems 
irresponsible too. Right? Yeah, it seems also just as wrong. Yeah. So, so what do we do? Do we do we do we send a message to the DNC and vote third party or vote Bernie in or write Bernie in, or do we fall in line like I did in 2016 and vote for a person who I wholeheartedly believe does not have my best interests or the best interests of my fellow Americans at heart and instead is just a slightly different flavored Republican. Um, My angsty teen punk rebellion years say stick it to the man and write Bernie in. Right, but the, the other side of me says the next president will likely be selecting a Supreme Court justice. And Donald Trump has already put two on. Um, and, I mean, while we're talking about Supreme Court justices, we can talk about the way uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh was treated during his um, Senate uh, confirmation hearings, um, under which several uh, insipid claims were made concerning the way he conducted himself in a sexually aggressive manner. Um, so many his, crazy things have already happened so far this year in like the past yeah. like six months and stuff. I totally forgot all that happened. Yeah, right. Like yeah. I, Also, I forgot just until the other day until I read it that Donald Trump almost started a third world, world war at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, one of one of one of Biden's most ardent supporters right now is Kamala Harris. And when Brett Kavanaugh was in his uh, was in the Senate, she was ruthless with him. And I I applauded it because we should we should listen to victims when they come forward. Um, now, I think that there should be a certain level of nuance. And uh, again, I will own the fact that I am speaking from a position of a person who has. Um, who, who is of a demographic that is more often the victimizer than the victim. I, I completely understand that. But I also recognize how much um, power in the court of public opinion an accusation has today. Um, and I'm not you know raging against quote-unquote cancel culture or anything like that. Um, but it's become, uh, you know, if you, if you are a truly poorly motivated person operating in the political sphere and you see your adversary uh, succeeding at something, if you had a trump card, you would play it, right? I mean... And if that, if, that, if, that, if that trump card is just saying, you know, this person did this to me, and I unfortunately can't 100% concretely verify it for you, if that would ruin that person's career because everyone would immediately believe that claim, then that would be a very powerful thing. Um, again, my opinion, I think Brett Kavanaugh did do the things that he was accused of. Um, I think that he seems like a truly despicable human being. I think that he is, uh, uh, a clear politician operating as a member of the judiciary and constitutionally the judicial branch was inherently supposed to be non-political. Um, that's not what we have. Can we have a new segment of this show weekly called the douche of the week? Can it be yeah, Brett sure. Ka- it can be Brett Kavanaugh this week? I feel like we're late to the Brett Kavanaugh's a douche game, but no, sure. No, that's all right. We're fun. bringing it back. We're making it relevant again. Right. But the, my point being... Hashtag if, never if, forget. If we were the party that believed the victims when it was Brett Kavanaugh, when it was convenient politically for us, how can we now be the party that looks at Joe Biden, 
who was having a claim uh, made against him by Tara Reid, a staffer who worked for him back when he was in the Senate, who's made a very uh, a claim that was very graphic um, about exactly what it is that he did to her. Uh, and then her mother came forward and was able to point to a specific episode of Larry King Live where she called in and asked what the recourse is um, for a person who was sexually assaulted by a politician, a sitting politician, what what the recourse is, um, which seems also to either be the, the world's longest long con, right, or it seems to verify the claim that something did happen, right? Um, again, I don't think that it would be responsible for us to ruin someone's life over an accusation, but I do believe that accusations should be taken seriously. Um, they should be uh, made very public and brought to full account when they do, when they are brought up, and, and that just hasn't happened. There have been a few members of the Biden campaign respond to it, and I think two or three days ago, Biden himself was asked directly on the news, um, and he kind of stumbled through a denial of it. He said, I will fix this with tax dollars. He did not. He did not say that. Um, but it, 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 it makes the whole... I mean, look, the Republicans in 2016 elected a man who has dozens, dozens of accusations of rape and sexual misconduct against him. Um... Clearly, that didn't enter the moral arena for them. That didn't become enough of an issue for them to, to think twice about voting for this man. Um, and I've talked about it multiple times. So if I now vote for a person who, is also, who also currently has a claim against them um, that they, they just aren't responding to in a manner that seems appropriate, if I do that, am I not a hypocrite? Right, that's that's a that's a weird spot to be in. It's, it's tough right. for all of us. Right. So, I mean, frankly, I, I don't I don't have I don't have a concluding thought on it. it. Right now, how I vote in November in 2020 is a big fat question mark. Um, clearly, not for Donald Trump. <laughs> that that yeah, we doesn't can, even uh... factor. We can at least you know, narrow it down to that. Um, I'd love to vote my conscience and write Bernie in. Uh, I would love to see... I, the vast majority I, do it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if it were this thing that we saw, if it seemed like it was polling in a manner that it looked conceivably like he could win and not just be an election ruiner that, that gives it to Donald Trump again. And again, I don't mean that Bernie has any culpability in that at all. He got out when he did because he thought it looked like he could not beat Biden, um, and he doesn't want Trump to win either. So he got out because he made the decision to go for the lesser of two evils or to advocate in that way or, or something like that. Um, so that's 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 what I'm left with is, is a head-scratcher, and the hope that maybe, I, I mean, the, uh, to handle this in the most democratic way possible would be for Biden to drop out and for us to allow the candidates to resume campaigning, right? Um, I, 
I mean, clearly my horse in that race is that Bernie would have a heck of a lot of delegates uh, on yeah. his side that other candidates would not. But um, I'm afraid there's not a happy ending in this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what I've, to think will happen. I'm probably just going to write in Emilio Estevez. Uh, well, I mean, I, I did tell you last week that uh, Jesse Ventura is, is looking at a run, yeah. possibly. Might as, so, might, as well, again, might as well throw the name into the hat. And again, that's a person who, I think he might be a 9-11 truther, though, and that would be kind mm. of a... I uh, mean, if that's the worst thing about him... Yeah, denying the veracity of a national tragedy. That would... Um, I mean, at least he's not calling a pandemic a hoax. Yes, Am I right? You're right. Am you're I right. right? You're right. But that's the I I get I start to I start to um, flounder a little bit when it gets to that point where we're just saying at least he's not, and that's ultimately my problem right, right now with with Joe Biden. Is I have to say at least he's not Donald Trump, and that is that's a poor way to structure an ethical argument. Well, he's better than this guy. Um, yeah. I, if I do it, then I'm then I'm doing what. You know, all of the the people before me have told me voting really is is voting for the lesser of two evils, and that seems disingenuous. But it also seems disingenuous to give my vote to Jesse Ventura or the Green Party, knowing that it's a vote being taken away from the, you know the person with the best chances of beating Donald Trump. I'm voting for whoever looks best in Zubaz pants, so I'm pretty sure that's Jesse Ventura. In what? Zubaz pants, they're like the super neon hyperglow zebra pants. Very oh, popular okay. among the wrestling community. Okay. Well, do you have any concluding thoughts for us? Yeah, I really want to talk about murder hornets, honestly. Oh, okay. We've just been, I've been sitting on it all night. I just want to talk about these murder hornets. Because A, I don't know if they'll really affect me in the, in the coming months. Um... Nor do I care because I'll just kill them because it's really just a bug. Um, also, Penn Live posted an article saying that if they get into Pennsylvania, one thing hey, you can do is on, just hold on, hold on. Do you think that if they do, if they do if they are widespread, do you think you'll just see people like carrying around tennis rackets and stuff? That's my plan. I'm going to get one of the electric ones too. Oh, okay. Right. Or I'll make okay. my own and I'll just carry a car battery in a backpack. And just that seems like a little bit of overkill. You're gonna no. electrocute yourself for sure. No, the handle will be Sorry. rubber. Come on. Sorry, what did you read on Pen Live? Um, I when I clicked on the link, I didn't think it was like I thought it was the Onion at first because it said, "Hey, if murder hornets get to Pennsylvania, the one thing you can do before they sting you is eat them." Because evidently, people in Asian countries just eat the murder hornets as well. Evidently, they oh, I did. They put them into like drinks and stir fries and stuff. Yeah, I saw there was a soup recipe, um, but that was. I, I was reading the article and I I didn't when I first heard murder hornets I was like that sounds terrifying but then I realized I had watched something about them a, a while back and the only reason I knew that was because um, they're saying that if they you know if they do become widespread in the United States that it will be horrible for honeybee populations that like they will they yeah, will yeah that's the said, major concern yeah it said that fifteen to twenty of these hornets can kill like thirty thousand honeybees in the course of minutes like that's amazing um but it's because european honeybees have no defense against them asian honeybees however did you read about this at all no i didn't i just saw i just saw that the murder hornets rip off the honeybees heads to feed to their young 
Yeah. Which, I mean, I love honeybees because also honeybees are a major part of the ecosystem. But that's right. pretty badass, actually. The, these murder hornets just roll up on bees and are just like, Mortal Kombat fatality just to feed their little, their baby murder hornets. Yeah, but they're doing like 90 of them a minute. Like, it's like it's not even, Mortal Kombat is it, has nothing on what these murder hornets is do. Is it murder or is it efficiency? You be the judge. I don't know. I don't know. But the, the, the Asian honeybees are able to, to form what they call heat balls around them, and they cook them. Like, they, they, they swarm them, and they don't try to sting them, but they all vibrate. I think it was their, again, I, don't quote me. They can vibrate their thoraxes at a specific frequency uh, that they are able to not overheat themselves, but they, like, cook inward the hornet. I watched a video of it. It's fascinating. Um, that is their defense. They, they're like, oh, a mur murder hornet. We better all pile on top of him and rub our parts on him and cook him to death. And that's what they do. It's amazing. So what needs to happen uh, is somebody needs to go get some Asian honeybees, show the American yeah. honeybees how to, how to not get murdered by hornets. Yeah. And it's all about, it's all about gyrating your, your, your thorax. That's what you got to do. On, honestly, if I was a part of an intramural sports team, I would, if we had a name already, I would just change it to murder hornets because maybe yeah, it's pretty good. they're very good bad name. for honeybees but murder hornets is yeah. a great name for anything they could be very bad for us too they they do have a, a pretty strong venom um which would not be it would not be super cool to get stung by i saw that uh, uh um an ent entomologist yeah i always get entomologist right? and etymologist and yeah yeah an entomologist said said that getting stung by one was like having a hot nail driven through his leg. How does he know what so a hot nail unpleasant. feels like? Oh, he's also big into that. He's also big into like circus torture. So. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like just like a clown popping, <laughs> popping balloons on your skin. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, We'd also like to thank Josh Engel at Native Studios for mixing and mastering this podcast for us. He does great works. He's recorded a lot of bands in his time and is currently in two bands himself you should check out. One being Illusion of Solace, a, a nice progressive metalcore band from the Harrisburg area. And then also a band that I'm currently in too called Elsewhere. We will have, we'll both have new music out soon, so check him out for uh, all your recording needs. And we'd also like to thank Kayla Little for producing our thumbnail for us. It's a great picture. It makes us look way cooler than we actually are. And she also does tattoos as well at a tattoo studio. Um, not currently, though, because the uh, world is shut down. So when will you open back up? Uh, reach out to her and get yourself a tattoo. I'm Andrew. I'm Tyler. And we are alone in the boondocks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>